Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Scott. I'm Shate, and we're the Hazes. Welcome to the Love Haze Podcast, where we believe that healing and wholeness are not destinations. That's right. We believe they're a journey. And here on the Love Haze, we talk about how to navigate through it. Well, we often encourage people to just take that leap of faith. But what happens after we take the leap? It is fall, flight, sink, swim, any of those things. This episode, we want to talk about what it looks like after you just jump. Welcome to our Black Love Journey. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Yeah. Mrs. Hayes, mm-hmm. where did the idea from this episode originate? Uh, so we introduced this Eric Roberson's Lessons, 100 Thoughts on Life and Love, when... Mm, 2021 some yeah. point maybe around episode but somewhere between episode 16 and 20 something mm-hmm. okay <laughs> and there are a lot of really cool quotes thoughts to unpack and so we thought it'd be a really good time to revisit one of the ones that we had highlighted at that point in time by the way it's really cool to kind of read through some of the lessons again like a year later and mm-hmm. to see them through the lens of the things that you've gone through just in that year alone. Absolutely. So what we're going to talk about today in terms of the leap of faith is lesson number 14. So y'all check it out real quick. It says, sometimes a leap of faith doesn't bring immediate results. We could unpack that one line mm-hmm. alone. That's, that's a whole word. Yes, sometimes you will fa- you will fall, but it's possible the purpose of the fall is part of the process of the leap. The leap is a move within your faith. Faith means to trust in something. So you have to trust through the leap, trust through the fall, trust through the healing, and trust whatever else may come. Your faith won't just lead you to the result. It may also prepare you for it. Let's go. You can't say that's not a whole word. It is. That's a whole word, y'all. So the gist of it is, you know, we like you said in the intro, we're always talking about like, take that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. But I think this is really good expectation setting on mm-hmm. like just because you take take a leap of faith. I think about um, to you always see the leap of faith where somebody's like jumping from like one cliff to another. Mm-hmm. There's this old school movie with um, Diane from Cheers in it. I, w- I wonder it's not Beverly Hills Trips. I have to find it. In the end of the movie, she's running away from some bad guys. Mm-hmm. She has to do a grand jeté, a whole dance leap from one cliff to a, the other. And she does it and she lands it and gets away from the bad guys. That's what we always think about when we hear like leap of faith. That's the imagery we always get. That you're going to securely jump from one cliff right. to the other, land on your feet. And right off into the sunset. And actually, real life is like, psych, sucker. You know, like, (laughs) real life will be, you take the leap. You might fall right in between the cliffs. But there will always be something down there to help you journey back to the other cliff. And so it's really more about progress. It's really Mm -hmm. more about trusting the process, which I know we've had an episode on. It's really more about that the journey is not linear. There mm-hmm. is no like I'm gonna just jump from this dot to the next dot. It's it's 
is like this. And along the way, I might stumble over a rock. I might, mm-hmm. the wind might blow me over. I might have to run from coyotes. Like there is, there is always something on the journey um, that will be a challenge, but that challenge will develop us and it will prepare us for when we get to mm-hmm. that destination. I just said a whole mouthful. Mm-hmm. Thoughts. What, how are you feeling about this idea in general? Well, first of all, I got to bookmark Garanjate. So <laughs> go back and look it up later because I'm just not there. Grand, like Grand. the jeté. Jeté. Uh-huh. All right. I'm going to get back and with you on that. And jeté means to leap from one foot to the other. Okay. And help me. I'm big, sure there was somebody else that needed help with that. And y'all just leap. wasn't going to say it. It means big leap. And it's a dance okay. term. Obviously. Uh-huh. Um, I think my my thoughts on um, this idea of just jumping, right? And, and this is from a recovering um, transactional kind of person Mm. um recovering cashier (laughs) right we we want we want immediate results yeah like when i when i swipe my card i expect the product right uh when i I celebrate myself for finally being able to take this leap of faith i want to see success on the end of it because i took the leap of faith and what i'm learning more about myself is that I think that it's almost like working out. It's almost like like I'm doing this in an effort to just be stronger and be better at being a person who takes the leap of faith mm-hmm. uh, and who understands that when I take the leap of faith, it may not be that I get an immediate result that may be tangible mm-hmm. in my mind. I just may be being prepared to be a person who takes leaps, to mm-hmm. be a person who has enough faith to take the next step along the way. And so there will be uh, lessons that I learn if I fall, be lessons that I learn if I, you know, if if I'm successful, I'll be lessons that I learn if I begin to sink. Uh, There will be lessons that I learn if I, you know, have to, if if I fall in the water and I have to swim. Yeah. No matter what, there will be something that I'm supposed to bring into my ultimate purpose as a result of that particular leap. I think for me, I'm used to like, I want to see something immediate because I finally took the leap of faith. Yeah. I don't think it's just you. We are the microwave culture, you know, Mm -hmm. back in the day, our people used to have to warm up the food in the stove. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the patients, there was a conditioning around like not expecting things immediately. Um, I heard recently someone mention um, this idea about the current generation having so many challenges, like as adults, not, Coming from uh, seeing social media all the time and mm-hmm. people just have it made, supposedly, mm-hmm. right? They look at their life and like, oh, I don't, I'm not rich. I'm not traveling. Mm-hmm. I'm not, right? At 22. I'm now, kind of. And so I'm a failure and thus mm-hmm. n- I don't need to live anymore. There's this, this whole, our whole culture, we've been conditioned to like speed faster. Mm-hmm. We make purchases based on like, oh, is the Wi-Fi the fastest? Is the mm-hmm. service the fastest? Mm-hmm. And also quality production. Is it faster so we can make money faster? Yeah. So it's not just you. That is just the society that we live in, which yeah. makes, you know, this the long road, the long game, not as sexy, not as appealing. And I, I, I think I want it to be more appealing. Uh, I want it to be, for me, more that I honor the journey mm. itself and like all that it has for me. Yeah. There is uh, my purpose work that is in the midst of like 
each individual leap of faith that I have to take. Um, there is something that I'm supposed to give back in each individual uh, step uh, that is a part of you know what we're doing here. And it won't result in things that are just for me. It'll result in like whatever I'm supposed to learn for the leg of the journey that I'm on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've just gotten to the point recently where I am trying to just find fun feels like an easy way to say it, but it's more than that. Like, am, am, do I even have fulfillment in this moment? So whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing, I am doing it for an end goal. Let's say weight is the end goal, like weight loss is the end goal. But when I take this walk, did I even just enjoy the walk? Can I just yeah. enjoy the walk? Can I just mm-hmm. enjoy moving? Can I just enjoy, I don't know if it's yoga. Can I just enjoy the movement? Can I just be present in this moment mm-hmm. and enjoy it? And attaining the goal is, you know, the ultimate payoff, but like, could it just somehow, because I'm enjoying it so much, just be a, a byproduct of my fulfillment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I spent personally so much. Oh my gosh. I can tell this story over and over my twenties, just so freaking frustrated because mm-hmm. I was trying to become this professional dancer. I thought I was doing everything right when I was living in LA. Well, I was, I was like, you know, going to auditions, have the agent work overnight so I could be free during the day, you know, going to class. So I was networking. I was exhausted. wasn't eating mm-hmm. well. didn't have the confidence in myself, but I was doing all the right things mm-hmm. and just worked myself into a depression of some sorts. And so, of course, you can't get anywhere feeling that way. Like you're not yeah. going to achieve your goals. What it did do is teach me how to be a professional so that when I moved to the next place, I got like all the work, right? So yeah. eventually it was just like, okay, I'm just going to start dancing again because I enjoy it. And then from that fulfillment, then my career just happened to take off, right? So mm-hmm. I know what it feels like to be just like trying to grind hamster wheel. Let me run, run, run to, you know, I'm going to run as hard as I can off this cliff. And then just to literally. Yeah. I, I, I think at this point in my life, I'm learning to be more mindful. Mm. When I do, when I look back and even when we have conversations about like things that happened to us, like in college and, you know, after we graduated from college, as we started to explore our careers, I was so focused on like getting to the next goal and and I have my bachelor's and I'm not making enough money. And there were at point, there were all these points where like my not enoughness caused me to not honor where I was yeah. in life. Yeah. And now just absolutely practicing mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mindfulness is so important because when I look back at some of those times, there was some some times that I didn't take advantage of opportunities to like go on vacation, go on trips, do things, or even just be present when I was around my family because I was so upset that I wasn't doing better than mm-hmm. what I was doing in the moment. And at that time, when I look back at that time, when I think about the people that were present that are no longer here, right? When I think about some of the friendships that I didn't honor uh, in those times because I was so worried about the next thing that I needed to be doing, uh, it's so important for me now to be mindful. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness plays such a big role in just being able to find gratitude, to be present, like you said, and to like enjoy, even if it's working out, even if it's eating, to be able to enjoy what's happening in the right now, mm-hmm. to be grateful for the resources that I have to do this thing in this moment 
And yes, I want better, but also I want to be grateful for what I have right now. Yeah. Uh, in the gym, I want to be grateful for the ability to be able to move my body, to mm-hmm. be able to lift the amount of weight that mm-hmm. I can lift, and also to enjoy the movement. Yeah. To enjoy just being able to have that moment in that in that space and at that time, because somebody doesn't. Yeah, it's all centered around enoughness now. Like, mm-hmm. I think I used to operate under this like this value of like when I achieve this thing, then. I will be happy. Then I will be enough. Then mm-hmm. I'll be fill in the blank. And now I just want to honor my enoughness now. Mm-hmm. Like even though I want, I aspire to different things. What I have now is enough. Who I am now is enough. All those good things. So back to this leap of faith. Can you think of like a big leap of faith that you've taken in life and like what it what it looked like for you at that time? I can think of so many for us. I am thinking of a bunch for me individually. Even moving to Atlanta was like a huge leap of faith mm. for me. I uh, had wanted to come here for so long. What did you think was going to happen versus what actually happened? Um, <laughs> God bless my mother. Della Hayes had told me that the traffic here was terrible. <laughs> and her, is. Right. And one of her co-workers' daughter had got in this accident and she was still in a coma 15 <laughs> years later. <laughs> She don't need to be over there. The people drive crazy and just all the things. And I was sneaking, driving back and forth here to come and visit all the time. And just finally was just like, you know, Alabama is just not home for me. Mm -hmm. I keep going to this place, saying that I want to live in this place, going and visiting, spending all of my money and coming back to this place that is acceptable for somebody else. And just made up my mind that I was just going to do it, that I was going to put my resume together and I was going to start looking for a gig. I put some feelers out there. I knew some other social workers that were in the Atlanta area and things just started moving and I just had to jump. Yeah. And when you got here? When I got here, it was everything that I but was it, it was it that immediately for you? No, it wasn't. I mean, I'm, I remember moving in with uh, one of my frat brothers for a while, pay him a little bit of dough to stay there. I didn't find an apartment right away. Mm-hmm. Um, at, at the time, me and my girlfriend at the time broke up like shortly after I got here. Just Good. all of the th- <laughs> all of the things that felt like you should have stayed your black ass in Alabama. Mm-hmm. All of those things came as a part of it. Yeah. And I think that is, you know, looking back on it, like the leap was still worth it because life still happened to me. Mm-hmm. I think so many times we believe that when we take a leap of faith, like it's all going to be good mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. It is about taking a leap of faith and then being able to navigate the journey even after you leap. Mm-hmm. There will be success. There will be failure. But none. All, and I say this all the time. Both of those things are fleeting. Mm-hmm. They are not things that we ought to be able to send that we ought to center our lives on mm-hmm. and center our um, our willingness to take the next leap on. Like I took this leap. It failed. So I'm centering myself on that failure. I'm centering myself on the faith that I have to know that I still made it. Yep. I'm still here. And I can make it again. So coming to Atlanta was the best move that I ever made. It was filled with the ups and the downs and the failures and the breakups and the makeups and the, you know, I don't know what the hell I'm doing here and all of that. 
So Listen, required change and growth and all of those things. And that is what this conversation is about. It's mm-hmm. like what happens after the leap It's mm-hmm. normalizing all of the things. Like very rarely do you see somebody's like, Ooh, I did this thing. I took a chance. And then immediately it was everything that you thought it would be for me. I think similar things, um, taking the leap to move to different cities. I think I count moving back to Atlanta as one of them. My story of moving to LA to pursue a dance career is another one. Oh my gosh. Like moving to LA, someplace I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with building a dance career. I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. Who do I like, who do I even reach out to? How do I find an agent? What studios do you get plugged into? Like what the yeah. hell, you know? Mm-hmm. So you do the thing and then you got to figure out what mm-hmm. to do once you've done the thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's 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 a trip. You think about um, starting a podcast. Remember, yes. like us starting this, and then very soon after you being like, "Ain't nobody listening to this." <laughs> I still be like that sometimes. <laughs> like, where are all the people? It's not not at least in our journey. I think folks who may have already had a following or who had a bunch of money to put behind like marketing mm-hmm. probably have like thousands and thousands of downloads immediately. But for us, it was a slow roll, slow mm-hmm. grind. And so like that part is okay. It's kind of the brick by brick thing, but our fertility journey mm-hmm. took the, take a leap of faith to like have all the treatment and oh my gosh, all the ups and downs, check mm-hmm. out episode 37. If you want to <laughs> hear, you know, more of that journey, but every single time I can say, wholeheartedly every single time I have had an earnest desire in my heart to do something it was accompanied with fear yeah anxiety around doing it me mustering up the courage to do it anyway mm-hmm. and then having to be like what the hell am I doing here once mm-hmm. I did it <laughs> mm-hmm. these like second guessing moments like should I did I do the right thing this is really hard you know, I'm annoyed, I'm frustrated, I'm scared. I'm mm. like, insert whatever the feeling is here. And then slowly finding my way to the some version of the image that I, I have mm. for myself. And I say some version because li- the situation, life, art, all the things will turn into what it, it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. So my dance career, I set out to like dance for Beyonce. I'm still coming for that maybe in some way. But... <laughs> That's not the career I had. I had theater and industrials and a whole different type of commercial dance career that I didn't even know was a thing, right? Our fertility journey. We set out Mm -hmm. to, right, be pregnant immediately and have babies. Mm -hmm. That's not how it turned out for us. And and all of that is okay. So just normalizing that when you take the leap of faith, you're going to have all these feelings. It's Mm -hmm. not going to all be great feelings. It's going to be difficult. It's going to be cloudy. It's going to be ambiguous. And it will become whatever it wants to become. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, A big part of that for me, though, is even in the midst of when I thought that I was failing, I've been able to reach back and put my finger on um, some skill or some lesson that I learned or something that I acquired along the way that I didn't know was going to be useful for this part of the journey that was. Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't believe that we, you know, just go through things. You know, there is a preparedness that happens. And like, I don't even know why that bullshit happened to me. Mm -hmm. But it helps you develop a skill that you're going to need as you journey towards your purpose. Yeah. And I always center myself on the fact that, you know, we can't pray these prayers, you know, to enlarge our territory, to, you know, be 
uh, less of ourselves and more of what we're supposed to be and all those things and then not have those things happen. Mm -hmm. When those things happen, we can't reject them. Yeah. Uh, We have to know that it is, uh, you know, leading us towards our purpose. Uh, I've really been contending with this thing lately that I heard um, where people have started to talk about like toxic positivity. Yeah, that's the thing. I, you know? I sometimes wonder if I'm like, if I give off or do, I don't know what the word is, mm-hmm. what the verb is for toxic po- positivity, but I wonder if I'm like a culprit. You know, I, as I've been thinking about it, and I'm going to do more research on it, but as I've been thinking about it, I have spent probably 40 years being so negative. And if I'm electing at this point in my life to find gratitude in everything that I do, I'm not going to let anybody make me feel bad about Mm, that. And if that is what radiates from my spirit, then I'm okay with that as well. Mm -hmm. Because I've spent enough time kicking my own ass and finding the negative in everything. That's fair. If I choose to find some gratitude, I ain't going to let nobody um, tell me that I'm being toxically Positive. I think toxic positivity is when it's like positive and with no space for mm. the balance of reality, right? Mm. So, you know, everything everything is fine. This is all fine. You know, we mm-hmm. always joke and say that. But yeah, like yeah. if there's like a horrible situation, um, I don't know, let's say a miscarriage is the first mm-hmm. thing that comes to mind. And you're like, um, it's okay, everything's gonna work out, at least you got pregnant, like mm-hmm. all of the things without just honoring the fact that that was hard mm-hmm. and like I'm, you're grieving this loss mm-hmm. and I'm sorry you feel that way. You can still have a positive, I think, um, lean towards positivity, but it can't negate like the actual hard, difficult, maybe sort of negative. I think it is. Feelings. It becomes toxic when we do it to other people, when we try to take our thing and negate the person's experience. Yeah. Yeah. So what it's, it's, for me, it is I choose to root myself in gratitude mm-hmm. for, you know, having the resources to do this thing and to be on our fertility, fertility journey and to be able to spend thousands of dollars on medication mm-hmm. that we, you know, may not have had otherwise. Mm-hmm. I choose to root myself in that, but I don't want to give that to someone else Yeah, to tell them to be grateful for while what they really need is someone to understand that they may be grieving yeah. a miscarriage or maybe grieving, you know, um, money that they feel like has been expended for nothing or whatever it is that is for them in that space. For me, toxic positivity looks like telling them, oh, no, it's going to be all right. There's some people who can't da 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 da. When you negate someone else's journey, that that's problematic for me. But anyway, back to where we were with with being able to take the leap. Um, For you, what's the haze? Of being able to take the leap. That's uh, it's not like I didn't know that question was coming. <laughs> it's just that I think we've already started to talk about the haze. Mm-hmm. It's it's all the things that come after taking the leap that nobody talks about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you got to figure out on your own after you'd already jumped in your midair mm-hmm. and you're, you know, trying to fly to the other edge, but like all these things, you know, bird feathers in your face and it rains or bird crap on you mm-hmm. that nobody warned you about or not warned you, prepared you for, right? So I think, for example, if you're moving to a new city, the haze of it is, 
starting over. Like you're going to have to restart momentum. And so you could feel a little Mm -hmm. lonely. You don't know Mm -hmm. the city that well, right? You don't have anywhere to go. I remember when I moved back to Atlanta, it was like, even though I had all my college friends here, they all had their own lives already, right? So we would get together. And those were my my favorite times. Like, Ooh, I'm here to do the thing that I always wanted to do. But then after that time we hung out, it was like, okay, now they have like this work thing. I got to hang out with coworkers. I got to, right. So they already have the things set in their calendar. And I remember being here like, God, and I had moved several times before because my Mm -hmm. job had always taken me to different cities with like dance stuff. So I know what it feels like to like, You've been here for a few months. You don't really have as much to do. You don't really know as many people. You're still trying to get your bearings straight. That loneliness that comes with it. You miss your family a little bit. So you're kind of homesick. Like it's it's all of those things. And then finally, you just decide, okay, well, I'm here. I'm going to get planted. For me, I started stepping. And Mm -hmm. that then everybody's like, oh, you always step in, right? Mm -hmm. You're in a cult. (laughs) (laughs) But That's it. The haze is like all of those little things that you didn't see happening or you didn't see yourself feeling Mm -hmm. after you decided to make the leap. What about you? What do you think? Uh, For me, it is the memory of every time I leapt and I sank Mm. or I leapt and I fell. Um, and I have, a, for, for me, this is something that I'm, I have to actively work on in therapy. I have a tendency to remember the failures mm-hmm. more. They are more benchmarks in my life. And as to why you shouldn't do something. As to why I shouldn't. Uh, I remember uh, how bad that hurt. Yeah. Do you remember how awful that was? Mm-hmm. Do you remember the recovery time for this? Do you remember how long it took you to trust? Yeah. Again, do you remember how long it took for you to trust other people or how long it took for you to trust yourself. Do you want to put yourself back in that type of situation? Having the haze for me is having a balance, like good, smart, common sense, right? With like trying to, trying to insert logic into what faith really requires of us. You can't really do that. And you really can't do it. But I always try to be like, look, Negro, we did this before. Mm-hmm. It didn't really work out. So you about to do it again? Mm-hmm. So that's that's really the haze for me. Like the benchmarks that I have in my in my head of the times that I um was not successful. Mm. Uh and how they can one. set the tone sometimes for my willingness to try again. Yeah, that's a good one. Another one just came to mind for me is the second guessing. So the questioning of like what it does to the trust to myself, the second mm-hmm. guessing, like, did I make the right decision? Mm-hmm. The, um, are you sure you heard from God? <laughs> the, the comparison to like all the things it kind of does to the self-trust. Um, it seems like everybody else has their stuff together already. Like, mm-hmm. why is it so much harder for me? You know, that all of that kind of stuff that, those that negative self talk is also, which I think is is part mm-hmm. of of the remembering too. Mm-hmm. It is, it is, um, and I think this pushes us a little bit into uh, how to navigate it. Mm-hmm. And it is about um, you mentioned earlier uh, expectation setting, right? Being able to set the table is the terminology that I've used in the past. If I know that. Whatever happens, 
it is for my good. Mm -hmm. It is uh, for my greater. Yeah. Even if I don't get to use it tomorrow, you know, at some point down the road, I will be able to use that knowledge for something, for someone, for me, for uh, wherever I am in the journey. And I have this desire for things to be controlled and to go in order. Mm -hmm. And I will use some of my toxic Bible teachings, you know, <laughs> to make that happen. I'm like, oh things God. supposed to be having decent and in order. <laughs> I don't receive that. I reject it. I rebuke it. Why is it going to be to toxic uh, Bible teachings? It has been toxic for me and things that I've used to beat myself up mm -hmm. in the past. And that's what that's what makes it uh, toxic. Toxic and unhealthy. But it's for me. not that like that wasn't unlearned. We were taught that like sit in church with scriptures are used to condemn us, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> and so like and just, just just getting uncuffed from condemnation, yeah, right? Yeah. It is just about like what things have I used in this book to beat myself up with instead of using them to propel me mm -hmm. forward. Mm -hmm. So I do not think that it is um that we can't take that and flip it on its head, right? Mm -hmm. We just have to know that I don't have to use this to beat myself up with. Mm -hmm. I use it to make me better. Yeah, I think another way to navigate is like now that you know, prepare accordingly. There will be some mm -hmm. things that you just won't be able to prepare for and that's okay. But at least having the knowing like, okay, I knew I was going to feel some of this. I knew that I was going to experience some of this. So what will what's the game plan? What's the prep mm -hmm. plan? So if I know that if we're going to still rock with the moving to a new city as, as the um, example, I know that when I, if I start to feel a little lonely, lonely, then I will do this when it's comforting. Like I'll watch the, the movies that me and my family used to watch together. Cause it'll comfort me or I'll call up a friend and just have a conversation mm -hmm. or I'll go do, I'll focus on my bucket list or, you know what I mean? Like you'll just mm -hmm. prepare or for our fertility journey. Like, we know it's going to be a lot of money so and, and unexpected things so we're going to save a little more or mm -hmm. just like try to as much as you can prepare for like all of the twists and turns that yeah. that that um will come along you trying to get to whatever the end goal is and then when the things come along that you haven't prepared for just trying to tap into like okay I knew some of this was a thing what do I know about myself? What resources do I have to help me navigate through this? Mm -hmm. Like trying to find, even though I said before, questioning the self-trust, like how can we tap into the self-trust to get us through those things that we mm -hmm. wouldn't, we weren't expecting, you know? Yeah. Part of it is just, just doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, to to have had the opportunity to set some expectations and do some preparation. Yeah. We, um, a part of the thing that that has caused me to shut down in the past has been like knowing that some of it was com coming and not taking the opportunity to prepare. Mm. Just being like, I'm, let chips fall where they may. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to live life like that. Uh, I'm, it's better for me if I prepare. But then also there is a recognition that it's here. Mm -hmm. Right. OK. That. I knew that I would feel a certain way if we get this no or we get this answer mm -hmm. and, you know, know that it's a possible that it's it's this. I still believe that it's coming, but yeah. I knew how I was going to feel mm -hmm. when it happened. Mm -hmm. So now I just schedule therapy sessions around like appointments. Yeah. You know, when I have a, a fertility appointment, um, I schedule a therapy appointment shortly thereafter mm -hmm. because 
thought the dark cloud was coming and either the appointment will be about like talking through all the things that we have gratitude for or a mixture mm-hmm. of or just talking about how we feel to like still not be pregnant or whatever mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you know to still not have this thing that that we've been wanting for so long either way it's an opportunity to like talk through it talk about the good the bad all of the things that we felt and being able to get through it and finding our purpose in it, um, finding where we are along the journey and being able to honor whatever that place is and still be doing this work and not allowing any of it to bring us to a stop. Not allowing any of it to say, make us say, okay, I quit everything. Mm-hmm. Cause there was a time along this journey where I ain't doing shit no more. Mm-hmm. No podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't want to pray no more. I want to do anything. In your shutdown. In my shutdown. Mm-hmm. And I'm good for a good old shutdown, mm-hmm. you know, but getting to the point to where I'm, that's not my story. That's not a part of who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't allow anything to get me to the point to where I quit on mm-hmm. what I'm supposed to be doing. Or that you want to be doing. Right. Mm, don't quit on yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's the word. The, um, I mean, at the end of the day, again, we're not ever up here like with as teachers, mm-hmm. just as, um, just to model what it looks like to figure it out on the mm-hmm. journey. <laughs> that's, that's really what it is to normalize like the things that happen. I think it's just the goal here in this conversation is to set the expectation, like, yes, take the leap of faith. Um, and I guess what I'm getting to be on navigation is like the lesson around mm-hmm. this that we've learned for ourselves. Um, take the leap of faith. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some other ish behind that after yeah. that, that you should expect that you can't prepare for, mm-hmm. but you'll be fine. Like just keep going. Like yeah. we say in episode 50, like just, just yeah. keep going. Um, that 1% that Scotty mm-hmm. was talking about. Yeah. Move it forward. Um, so do we have music for this here conversation? What's the vibe? For me, it is um, the song by Toby Nwigwe mm. and PJ Morton called Practicing. And in Practicing, it just talks about the fact that none of us really have it figured out. Mm-hmm. Like all of us are reconciling like what our parents taught us uh, that, you know, what they told us about our careers and what we should be doing in the song PJ talked about, um, you know, his parents having this expectation that he would be a gospel singer. Yeah. And he did it in a different way. He does do a little bit of gospel though. He does. <laughs> uh, but that's the thing. So for me, I ran from the VA and, look for, like um, and I worked for the VA. For how right? many years? Sean, I ran for way too long. I could have much more in my retirement <laughs> if I had listened. But um, Toby and Wigway, he talked about, you know, his mom thinking that he was probably going to go to the league. And he had no desire to go to anybody's league. He mm-hmm. wanted to rap and sing and do all these things in a unique way. But in it, in the song, they say, we're all just practicing. Mm-hmm. Nobody has it figured out. Like, their advice may have been right. It may have been wrong. But it's up to us to, like, do the work to figure out what's going to be the best thing for us. I think I want to live a life of no regrets where I understand that I am in practice. Mm-hmm. I am not practicing even to even to be perfect. Right. I am practicing so that I can be better Mm -hmm. and my better is better than my perfect on any day. Mm -hmm. Because anytime that I feel like I've reached perfection, life happens and then it ain't perfect no more after a little while anyway. So I'm always practicing to be my better. My career is practice. I practice social work. 
doctors practice medicine. We're all just practicing. Mm-hmm. Like trying whatever works out. Like that mm-hmm. did it's testing, right? Mm-hmm. Did this work? No, it's not working. I'm gonna try to try this other thing. Absolutely. And that's okay. Like yeah. where you are is okay. Um I have a song um that quite transparently my husband said was lame, but I'm going to <laughs> I'm gonna use, use it anyways because I think a little bit of lame is is um that's a little bit of who I am. I'm here for all of it. Uh, I'm glad you recognize that. Yeah. A little bit of who you are. Really? I love you. Go ahead. Listen, we don't have episodes for a few uh, weeks because <laughs> I done shut down <laughs> over here. Um, crisscross. I'll make you. Jump. Uh-huh. What's the rest of it? I'm, I won't do it. Jump. Not... Jump. It's two of them. Jump, y'all. You just said in the intro for these people to jump. How can that not be the song? First of all, my 10-year-old self would just be elated that this is the song choice. So I'm going to honor her and boldly choose my choice. Crisscross, jump, jump for this leap of faith. All right? Amen. Thank you, kind sir. Mm. Your face is lame. I honor your choice, babe. Thank you, babe. I appreciate it. Um, anything you want to say about taking leaps? Man, just do it. Dust up afterwards. Right. Just whatever it is, just do it. Mm -hmm. Um, but give yourself permission to feel the way that you feel. Um, as you're free falling. You know, after you jump, you feel away. When you up there and there's uncertainty about where you're gonna land. If you're going to land on solid ground or if you land in some water and some bullshit, but yeah. whatever it is, just know that you have everything in you to yeah. navigate through it. You absolutely do. And just the the act of jumping, you are already, you are already not where you used to be. You are yeah. already in a, in a different place. Mm-hmm. And if that's the goal for us to keep moving forward, like just keep practicing that Scotty said. Uh, if you are joining us from YouTube, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, share it with a friend, y'all. Tell them what's up. Um, if you're joining from all the places that we are right now, so Spotify, iHeart, Google, Apple, like all the places, Amazon, um, please. We everywhere, good. <laughs> Just like us, follow us, and again, share with a friend. Um, you can always reach us at thelovehaze at gmail.com as well. Um, and we are happy to unpack anything you send our way. But with that, like we always say, life will always present you with a haze. That's right. But we have everything that we need to navigate through it. Yeah, we do. And more important than that is that you're not alone. Mm-hmm. So join us next time. Mm-hmm. We're going to take this journey together. Mm-hmm. We appreciate y'all. See you next time. Peace. Holla.